This episode of Not All Podcasts Were Capes is sponsored by Shadow Boxes by James. Combining the love of arts and crafts with comic books and collecting, Shadow Boxes by James is the perfect gift for every fanboy and fangirl in your life. Visit shadowboxesbyjames.com and use the promo code NOTALLPODS, that's all one word, for 15% off your purchase today. And now for the podcast that knows that starfish is slang for butthole. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Different this way. is a family show. <laughs> this is a family hey, show. Hey, we're talking about an R-rated movie. That's a line from the movie. Uh-huh. It's R-rated also the podcast. villain in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is an R-rated podcast. We're just gonna let it fly. Spoilers up front. Prerequisite spoiler warning. Um, if we curse in this episode, we curse in this episode. Ariane, keep it under control. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah yeah. yeah. Seriously. No, but, uh, yeah, okay, so we we are going to... Hi, hi, hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Um, we're going to be uh, 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 talking about the new DCEU movie. Is it the last DCEU movie? Uh, the new DCEU movie, The well, Suicide let's, let's Squad. Let's call it the latest, not, T. How about that? The latest DCEU movie. The latest, not the last, the latest. Right. The Suicide Squad, not to be confused with the Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad. The, the no. Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad, right. Suicide what, Squad. What movie are we talking about? Okay, okay. Today, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are going to be reviewing Harley Quinn 3. <laughs> the or one directed by James Gunn. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which is a mm. kind of sequel, kind of soft reboot of David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Fair? Good? But fair, fair. fair. But David Ayer didn't have editing control over his last one, right? He, so he, he says that the movie that they put out in 2016 was not the movie he would have wanted to put out. And because of that, now we have everybody going, hashtag release the Ayer cut. To which I say, dear God, please no. <laughs> Oh, but I want to see it in black and white. Oh, okay. And 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 four but hours. But only if it's four hours. That? Yeah. <laughs> four, right, right. Might as well. Might as well. Uh, more Jared Leto. Just all Jared Leto all the time. I want them to 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 CGI uh, Jared Leto in the background of every scene I, on the strings. I need 3.0 to do something whenever we, we say Jared Leto's name. Like, I need some some sort of, like, a noise or some sort of, like, or, or um, you remember the, the part in American Psycho where Christian Bale is just like, hey, Paul, and it just, like, throws the axe on him. I need something like that, like like a clip of something where Jared Leto gets killed or beat up or something or something from Fight Club. Happen 3.0, you're the creative genius. Go crazy. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be full spoilers, right? We're not going to dilly dally around. Yeah, this. I mean, the movie's uh, been out. Everybody a could just weeks. watch, you know, if, yeah, it's a couple of weeks. It's streaming. You can make it to the tur- turn off the podcast, turn on HBO Max, or get your cousin's uh, sign in and and let's start. Well, if you're you know, very watch great, it and then come go back. to the theater since you That's know, right. apparently the movie struggled a bit being released. With the Delta variant doing what it do out there, um, right? But I think if it's it true. wouldn't have been for that, this movie would have done extremely well. 
I think so. All right, but let's talk about the the big thing right up front. Weasel's alive. Yay. Good for Weasel. <laughs> Weasel did not drown. Do we think he's a werewolf or a weasel or something else? He's a weasel. He, he, it's in his name. He's just a weasel. He, he killed 23 children. <laughs> did, we, did we just forget about that? That's right. Did we just it, forget they, about they, that? They did say yeah. that, right? But uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna start picking bones. Okay, wait, wait, right let's let's, let, let's let's start right nice off the bat for once. Like bad bad film, bad rap, bad film, bad rap. What do you think? I think it's a that's bad the running rap. joke for really DCEU, right? I I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I watched I, it. The I enjoyed time. it more. In fact, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I I don't I, I I you know what my problem is? I went in with high expectations because it was James Gunn. I went with went with too high expectations. I thought I, I think was good. The bar was on the floor, considering what we got with the last Suicide Squad. Like the bar was just. I wasn't high. comparing I was it to it, that. Yeah. I was comparing it to the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Right. Yeah, that's 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 definitely the more the easier comparison with with the right themes. because James Gunn went in to the you know, Marvel Universe at a time when everyone's complaining about how gray it was and all this stuff going on, and he injected. Color. A shit ton of fun into the Marvel Universe. And it was always fun, but he, he, he really kind of like brought something to the table in terms of the tone of the rest of the Marvel Universe that transforms the four Thor films and kind of like, you know, does all these things. And, you know, when we come to the Suicide Squad, I'm not going to compare it to the first Suicide Squad because... Again, like we talked about before, Kate and I were just sitting in the movie theater alone, ridiculing the film, and 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 that's why we had fun because we were just we were mystery science theater three thousand it like completely, you know. Um, so it it it's doing this film a disservice to compare it to the first one, right? Because that was so bad. Now, um, but you know, I I thought it was going to be more engaging. There were times I was kind of bored. It, there was a big lag in the middle. I'm, I mean, th- this would be my, my tweet length review. It's really good. It's not great. It's about 20 minutes too long. I would agree with that. Yeah, Ariane? I'd Ariane, say, I'd are say you frozen same. or are you no, just... No, 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 I'm thinking. No, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think it's, it's definitely good. And especially, it's good for a DC movie. Um, I I rank it up there for sure. But see, that's that's messed up because DC should be making killer movies every With single the characters time. Characters I mean, they have, Batman, and they don't. Superman, and yeah, nothing has been like. I mean, it, everything kind of peaked with the Dark Knight, right? Everything since then has not been that great. I th- I think that's an accurate statement, right? I think it's an accurate yeah. statement, and I think right. I'm, still, I'm like, trying to think of everything. And even in hindsight, like the Dark Knight, in its own way, has aged. Uh, has has aged. You know, it's a it's a superhero movie. When superhero movies, as we know them, were like kind of early, um, so it's aged in its own way. But the fact that it's still so good says so much that people are still trying to like reach that that peak of like what a realistic superhero can be. And hold on a second. Can I ask you a question? Me? When you said, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's this early superhero film. Not early because obviously there's like 
you know, uh, the Tim Burton Batman and Christopher Reeve and stuff like that. But I'm talking about like this current era of superhero heroes as we know it. I mean, and I guess I could start with X-Men and Spider-Man and all that stuff. But I feel like the Dark Knight like really turned something, like really switched something in people's brains where we were just like, oh, this could be something like artistic, quote unquote. Well, right. Every, uh, superhero movies before that are popcorn flicks, right? You go there, you have a good time, you enjoy watching it. The Dark Knight was, oh, this could win some awards level f- film, basically, you know? And then since then, it's it's back to popcorn and everything. Like, yeah. Black I mean, Panther's you know, probably the only exception to get any prestigious award recognition. Um, but it still falls into the popcorn flick category. I think. Right, and I, I I think part of that is the bright colors and the the upbeat vibe. Like Batman is just it's depressing by nature, and it's kind of like voters love okay. that, that that sort of stuff. Um, right, but I what I so like let's not about talk about this, Batman because we could do a whole yeah, thing about Batman. Right, right, yeah. right. But I think what I like about this is that it really kind of leaned into the goofiness a lot. The villain of the of the movie is a giant starfish. You know, like it's 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 a lot of crazy stuff and John Cena's costume is crazy. It, James Gunn isn't afraid to lean into into bizarre sort of things. He he brought Polka Dot Man and made him the best thing in the movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Polka Dot Man is the highlight of this movie for sure, hands down. He's the highlight of this movie and I hated that he got killed as a joke. Like that to me right. upset me. Yeah, I love Polka Dot Man. I think that actor, I forget his name. Dave Des- um, Dave Desmolchin. David Des- who, Desmolchin. Who was also in The Dark Knight. He was in The Dark Knight. That was his first movie. <laughs> right. That literally blew my mind because I've, I've always recognized him from that little bit part he had in The Dark Knight. And I'm shocked that that was his first movie. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. I, I, and, and I mean, I... I'm sorry. It, it, Idris Elba was great in this. He's. I loved Idris Elba. He's good it, and it's, and, right. I think all the actors. I thought Viola Davis was great. I thought John Cena was great. I thought all these. I thought. I thought Joel, Joel Kinnaman did a really good job too. And I was kind of like when they when they punched a knife in his heart, knife in his heart, and they went inside his body to show that I was. But I think the problem with this film is structural. I think the problem with this film is structural. Spade said that it's 20 minutes too long, and I agree with that. But also, it's kind of like you had all these characters, but like I don't know how they really related to each other. You know, other than the kind of like you know, they were all cool individually, but together as a team. Like what, together as a team, it was it it was it wasn't that Guardians thing. Right. It wasn't that banter back and forth that really like solidified them together as like people coming together to do things. Right. Um, uh, you know, there was that Idris Elba with the, the you know, Ratcatcher. And I was just, it was, you know, I, I think you said something about this in, 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 when we were texting Ariani, but like, I didn't really, I, I wasn't invested in that relationship. I wasn't either. And the reason why I don't think I was because they try to do like this, you know, father daughter thing. Um, where he's like, oh, you remind me of my daughter. And then he feels like very protective towards her. Um, but, you know, he has an actual daughter 
And they have that fight in the beginning where he's just like, he says very explicitly where he didn't want to be a father in the first place. Um, and I then thought the, that was unusually like a real moment yeah. in, in like in this film. It was almost from a different film. It was very honest. It was a very honest thing and it was played off for laughs. But then, of course, in that scene, he's mad about being blackmailed by Amanda Waller because he's using her against them. And I I kind of thought about how in Guardians 2, like Yondu raised Peter Quill and he was obviously like an abusive and, and crappy father. Um, but he was also the one who did raise Peter. Uh, Bloodsport did not raise his daughter. He basically was a criminal in jail while she was growing up. So I don't understand why he has like this need to be a father figure when he clearly has explicitly stated he doesn't want to be a father figure. And then here comes this girl who is a stranger and he feels protective towards her, but doesn't necessarily explicitly say he feels the same way towards his daughter. Like, I, I don't know. I was confused by, by that dynamic. There was never a moment where it, he showed he, regret he, for he saying something like that. Right. Yeah. Like he, like you would think like he would say something like that to his father, to her, to his daughter. And like in that moment, he would like, like his face would be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or like, I shouldn't have said that. Like there was never that moment where we see he has like regret towards his mistakes and I feel like if the movie had just put like that one moment in the beginning with the fight with his daughter, then I would have been more convinced by, oh, he's like a, a paternal figure. Deep what down. was Ratcatcher 2's arc? What was her arc? I don't that, think she underwent a change. I don't think she underwent a change either. All she did was be sleepy right. the whole movie. Right, sleepy and dreamy and kind of like, oh, mad pixie dreamy I, girlish yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of people thought she was like the heart of the movie, but I didn't really care for her whole thing. I don't did, like the Did they ever say what she was like locked like, up for? Because she didn't seem like a bad person to be in such a high security she, no. prison, right? She said that she got locked up for robbing a bank because the state considered the rot, the, the rot, the rots, the racks a, uh, a weapon. That's literally right. what she, she literally just said that. And I'm like, are, right. we're supposed to be convinced that you're a villain. I was like, you're not a villain. You're just some girl right. who, who who's down on her luck. And she was high the entire, felt high the entire film. She was just sleepy. Like that was her thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It's like she smoked a joint and that yeah. was it. That was her, that was her personality <laughs> in there. And, and you know, I didn't, you know what she seemed like? All right. Yeah, on Disney Plus they have all the Toy Story shorts, and there's the one, the Land the Time Forgot, where they go to Bonnie's cousin's house with all the dinosaur toys. Do you see that? Yeah, one? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then there's the there's the little white angel cat Christmas ornament that goes that like that like speaks in like Yoda fortune cookie type things, and she's like. All you ever need is what's inside of you. She felt like that. <laughs> what that character did in the Toy Story of the Land of the Time forgot. That's what she did. Please, ladies and gentlemen, watch that one. It's great. <laughs> that that one is great. What what's her name who plays the rhinoceros? She's in everything. Kristen Shaw. She's uh Kristen Shaw, who I love. I I will bring her I'm gonna bring her up every uh, <laughs> say I forgot her name. But bring her up because she's great. She plays the right the tri, tri, rhinoceros triceratops. From Flight of the Conchords. Right? She was their in, fan, right? From, yeah, she was their one fan. Uh, she, everything she's in, she just kills it. Bob's Burger kills it. Um, so she, 
she's she she has this whole love story with this dinosaur battle do- toy. It was just great. That that land the time. That's my favorite Toy Story. Though. The land that time forgot. Watch it. I'll watch Plus. it later. But it, it, so I, I and and I. It was like it felt like it was just kind of random. You know, it was just a little bit random in these characters kind of bumping into each other, but not really having any kind of moment. And so I really didn't care. I only cared about Polka Dot Man. He's the one who went through a change, basically, where he right. he had that, that moment, like literally before he got crushed by a starfish, where he was like, I'm a superhero. He went from being a insecure, locked up villain to seeing himself as the hero. And then it got taken away from us. Yeah, I mean, if I had to rank characters, he's the most interesting. I thought John Cena was really good in this. And then Idris Elba would be number three. I, I think the- I like Idris Elba better, better than John Cena. And, and the reason why is um, John Cena was a, a walking joke. He was a walking punchline. And there was, there was no depth to the character. Yes, but... That means he's a punchline. He's not a character. I think Idris Elba taking his all his teleport guns and putting it together. And there's, I didn't like his mask. I didn't like the mask. Um, and I have the first issue of Bloodsport's first appearance. So he didn't wear that mask in that. But um, he has like all his, you know, he teleports his weapons into the thing. So he's able to do. So they could form all different sizes. And all he was stuff. a badass. Badass. I'm still upset with Marvel that they utter under underutilized Idris Elba in in um, the MCU. Underutilized it. Yeah, I mean they definitely have stuff to do here. Well, I mean I would consider him the main character, really. Yeah, he's yeah. he's our POV I mean, character. And he, his character is basically Will Smith's character from the uh, the other Suicide right. Squad. Like I I think. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, as a daughter, right, right. Yeah, he, he he mixed it up with Superman instead of Batman. Can, right, he's shooting right. stuff. Shoot really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. they probably wanted Will Smith to come back, and he probably couldn't for scheduling reasons or whatever. And they right. just said, "Hey, you're just what are you up to?" And he's like, "I'm in." I'm in. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, he he's 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 great. He's great. I mean, everybody was great in this. Um, right. You know, Harley Quinn's still great. I like the Thinker a lot. Thinker's cool. I love um, he was Peter good. Capaldi. Peter Capaldi's very good. Um, oh, and I love King Shark. I love Nanue. Nanawe. I, 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 I didn't like it. I like him, even though I know he's basically a Groot 2.0. I know he's just that that sort of character. He's supposed to be like the big, funny not very verbal type of character, but I, I like it. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I only heard uh, Sylvester Stallone when he's talking, and I'm not a big Sly Stallone fan. I, I just don't think, I, I, you know, it's, you know, I'm sure there's stuff out there where he did a good job. There's a lot of, you know, crap. But <laughs> the first Rocky is a generally beautiful movie. 
Rocky, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky three, Rocky four, Rocky not Rocky five, <laughs> Rocky six, no. Rocky Balboa, a Creed. Rocky Balboa. Creed yeah. movies are Creed, Balboa. Balboa. Creed movies are great, and Rocky Balboa is very good as well. But I did like so I did like Sylvester Stallone because I was just like eh, he showed up and he got to do his little thing, and I, I think it's I think it's cute. What I don't like about King Shark is that you know Amanda Waller specifically says that he's the strongest person on their team. Doesn't really get to do much. They showed the shot in the trailer where he rips the guy in half. And I kind of wish they kind of kept that for the movie because that was a really good shot. Yeah. I mean, but, the bit with him with the mustache I thought was good. Oh, that's my favorite part where he's just like cursing. He's just like grumbling away. <laughs> but, you know, Har- Harley Quinn really saves the day, right? So Harley Quinn is... Uh, and there were some really good Harley Quinn moments in here. I, th- I You know, I think that um, Margot Robbie is underrated. Really, I think that um, <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face, Hansi. <laughs> I can't. I tried. I tried. I tried. No, but she was good. I, I I like what they did better. I like that they had the the interior of her mind expressing itself as cartoons as she's killing everybody as she's yeah, it makes killing sense. everybody. And that the and then you see the little birds like freaking out and they're like trying to hide from her, <laughs> you know. I, I I thought that was good. Uh, and um, okay, uh, bone picky thing. Oh my gosh, I don't want to see another movie where people are running from or inside collapsing buildings. I just I, why because my it's mind shuts team? off. Is it your new blue it, beam it, in the sky? Yes. yes <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Blue beams in the sky. What was I just watching that? There was a blue beam in the sky. It was so like yesterday. Many. I was like, <laughs> even, it's amazing. even, even so the many. first Suicide blue Squad had the blue beam in the sky. <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, and it was, uh, so it's just like they're running and running in buildings and running and running in buildings and running from a folding building. And then the building kind of falls, but then it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, already, enough already. They did that like three or four times. The in building, the building collapsed. It took a while for for Jotunheim to to fall. Like I love the part where Idris Elba's standing on like this concrete slab, and it just keeps falling through many different floors. And it's very cartoony. Like I get it. it's it's like a cartoony right. thing. Um, I felt like but, that moment in The Hobbit where the where they all the dwarves are falling just for like ten minutes. They're falling, <laughs> and they they land, and they're okay. Right. You know, I, I know it's a fantasy movie. I know it's a superhero movie, but like for it to be the, the superpowers to be super, some of the laws of physics that the normal people, human beings have to you fall, you get hurt. But the, people fall from like hundreds of feet in movies. This is I'm my bone to pick with all movies. His ankles didn't but, shatter. Like he fell right, and, and onto that thing I, on his feet, on both of his feet, like a cat, and his ankles just did not splinter. <laughs> right, right. And then I'm in my car, putting in a baby seat, and I fall out from the car. I fall like a foot and a half, two feet onto the pavement from the thing. I lie there for 30 seconds going, oh, my gosh. And then I'm walking with a limp for a week, putting in a baby seat. And I think and I fall two feet. And I think Idris maybe is around your age. <laughs> it's just like, woof. But but here, here's the thing. That whole team, who has superpowers? Like, none of them, you know, aside from Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Right. 
and King, King Shark. Shark. Everybody Nobody's else really is just super proud. Yeah. Right. Well, Idris Elba okay. and so, John Cena, so they shoot Idris, it, right? Well, no, Idris Elba, his character, and you see it happening. Now, I don't know if they, they didn't really describe it in the film, but in the comic books, he teleports in all these different weapons. So you see he's kind of like building, putting them, them together. together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're building them. But they they expand, so it's kind of almost like – at first I was like, what are they trying to do, like an Ant-Man thing where he has them small and then they grow? But they kind of teleport in they're supposed to be. You know, they didn't really but, – but he but was badass when they were doing it. Right. I mean, yeah, that stuff looked cool and, you know, he, he, he's Idris Elba, so obviously he's, he's kicking ass. But to me, that wasn't obvious and I – kind of knew that a little bit like i didn't know too much about most of these characters but you know i did know that about uh bloodsport but it wasn't obvious and honestly i forgot that wasn't even even a thing and so you just said it and i'm like oh yeah that's right that that was his kind of thing but i mean and and again the problem and the problem you're underlying is when we pause because i i snuck over to anthony's house to watch it because my 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 brand new tv is like on the on the fritz and and I wanted to see it on, and we went there. I was like, hit pause, and it, and because I say he says that he does something that no one else does, and he hits things really good. And I'm like, pause. And I said, Anthony, they do that. And then the joke was right after that when right. we turned we it back it. on. Right, it you, was like, pause it too quick. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait, dude, this is like stupid because it's like <laughs> this. They're saying this, and then the, the joke was, oh, but that's what everybody does. But javelin, what was javelin's power? I would guess. That he hits really things good. really good with his javelin. He shoots really, uh, everyone Captain, shoots really good. <laughs> Captain, Captain Boomerang, Boomerang, what does he do good? He hits things really good with his boomerang. Shoots things really good with his boomerang. What does Savant right, do? Savant, All I saw him was throwing He a ball. hits things really good with, yeah. uh, I guess, a ball. <laughs> uh, you know? But the, you know? that was the oh, whole like, point of that <laughs> team, to be cannon fodder. Right? Yeah. Weren't they really meant to be a distraction? Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, that that's the and funny so thing, was, like... So it was when Harley we saw and the, Rick Flag. They were part of that team too. But they yeah, they wanted to get rid of Rick Flag. Did Viola? I mean, did um, Amanda Waller want to get rid of Rick Flag? Sounds like it because he was with the other team. And Harley Quinn, just get rid of him. I mean, I need to rewatch, but why not? They knew too much from the the first movie, from the original mission, because everybody from the first movie would, was on that mission, right? All yeah. the leftovers. It was it All was the, the two of them and, and Captain Boomerang. Yeah, and they I were mean, the ones that came over. Right, and from from the trailer, the the first trailer that we seen, we were like, oh, these are all the people that are going to get killed off. Yeah, because like much. they weren't in any of the other marketing material. Um, they were all they were in all the marketing material. Everybody had their own posters. No, but the like the trailers. If you watch, it's all these people in, in one shot, and then the later shots were. With John Cena, Idris Elba, Rick Flag, like none of the other people. Like you didn't see Pete Davidson, you didn't see um, Nathan Fillion or or Michael Rooker. Like none of those people were in any of those other shots. So like it was kind of obvious that they were going to kill them off. I thought like right everybody. In the beginning. Ev- that's what everybody said when that trailer dropped. They were just like, "Oh, this is the other people that are going to get killed." Because it was too many people. It was too many people to have in one movie. I get it's an, an ensemble cast, but with the latter half of the team that was enough of an ensemble everybody else like we knew we're gonna get killed right and that, you know and, and which was good which was a good thing you know uh because they're the suicide squad right and they're supposed to be getting killed right right um does that happen in the comics it, a lot yeah really 
I mean, I guess, I guess not 100%. Well, it's comic books. They probably all come back eventually, right? (laughs) Right, right. Um, but Ariane, let's get this one off our chest because I think one of the good things about this, it, it was about, um, about like really who's the bad guy. And we're saying, oh, the big bad guy is a big old starfish. Well, at the very end, the starfish goes, I was just happy floating in space watching the stars. So he's a victim here. Uh, uh, Starro is a victim here. And the real the real bad guy here is the United uh, States government. Uh, Imperious <laughs> U.S. foreign policy, right? Yes. And also, I mean, very much. And Amanda Waller is the complete representation of that because I love the scenes with her. One, Viola Davis is a national treasure. I love how deadpan she was in this movie. Like, I love the shot where John Cena was like with Polka Dot Man when he gets introduced. He's like, what does he do? Throw polka dots at people? And she just has no expression on her face. And it's just like, yes, she's great. But she's representation of American imperialism. We see her back and forth. Like, she's the framing device in, like, that little room with her employees. And I like that we get to see the the employees. Um, But they basically rebel against her. So that way the, the Suicide Squad can do their job to save Corto Maltese. Right. So I and, and that I these that. and that these her 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 team at the computers they're not great people either because they're just betting on people's lives yes. like that like they were in ancient <laughs> Rome or something like that so these are these are not like you know uh, Johnny Do-Gooders or anything like that but they have to make a choice at the end to kind of do that and and that um, and then all this was hidden in that that uh, I thought. That was a poignant moment for me in the film where, and I, and it, and it was kind of weird that I wish it kind of like, uh, where, where it was, um, where John Senna, uh, Peacemaker was like, uh, the only reason he was there to make sure that no one got that hard drive. That was his primary objective. And, and then he kills Joel Killiman. And I thought that was like some real stuff happening in this movie that's of consequence um, that I didn't feel was happening. Um, and, and, and in the film, I guess, did I pause again when we were watching Anthony that they're there and they're killing all these people in, in the jungle. And I'm like, the refugees. Anthony, yeah. th- th- these are, these are, these are people or the, who, the freedom they, they fighters, freedom fighters, right. they're yeah. freedom fighters, right? You know, and there he goes, that person was only washing dishes. Yeah. What are we watching here? I felt like I was watching Bad Boys 2 with the Humvee going through the favelas in, I mean, uh, what was it, the, the shantytown in Cuba. And I'm like, I'm, I'm getting offended here. They're just randomly killing people who are sleeping. You know, and of course, oh, these are bad guys and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and but this also is John Cena is kind people. of like a a HAL 3000 type of thing where it's just like, it's all or nothing. Like you all die. I don't care how innocent you are. Or well, how... he says the line, I love peace so much. I'd kill anything to maintain yeah, peace. He's, or... he's Ultron. Basically he's Ultron. Right. Human well, well <laughs> you know, the comedian in, um, watch in Watchmen was based on the peacemaker. Oh, I didn't oh, I really knew that. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. He's a Charlton. He's a Charlton. If I'm not wrong, and please, if I'm, you know, I think, I, I, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, because, uh, like, 
Owlman was Blue Beetle. Um, Rorschach was the question, and uh, uh, Doctor Manhattan was Captain Adam, and and um, and the comedian was the Peacemaker. That's dope. Because it was this kind of um, so so. There's that thing there, but you know, the comedian is a complicated like pos that that was in the in the in the Watchmen storyline. And this is kind of like, they, I think John Senna, it's a despicable Wait, hold on character. Hold on one second. See, you say that again. You said the piece that, that, that the comedian in, in the Watchmen is based on the peacemaker. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's was the, it, did I, did yeah, I, no, no, that, that's the way I thought you had said it backwards, but no, you're, you're right. Yes. Uh, maybe I, maybe I said it backwards. I could have misspoke and said it backwards, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's what the peacemaker was a Charlton comics character, right? Right. But John Senna did such a great job, but he became a little warm and fuzzy. And the Peacemaker, it, 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 here's the thing. I believe, I, 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 excuse me, let me not say it like that. I love redemption stories of villains. I think that's the way, I think Marvel Comics did a disservice to Magneto when they turned him completely evil again. After they turned, they, they, they had him give him a redemption arc. In the late '80s, early '90s, well, he flip flops more than anybody in, out there, right? Right, because the hands they, you hand it off to a different writer, and they have a different idea. I right. get it, right? But I don't like when they're villains and they're bad, and they need to be stopped. Uh, and but then we're all warm and fuzzy about them. And I'm cons- not that John Cena did a bad job. I'm just concerned, like the same thing with Fight Club. That people see this character, right? And I'm concerned with that character. And I'm, and, and I was excited to hear about before watching the Suicide Squad. I was excited to hear, oh, he's going to have his own show. Now I'm concerned because it's going to go into the Punisher thing, right? And in the Punisher, that Punisher is not a hero. I'm going to say it again. Punisher is not a hero. The Punisher is a villain. And he needs to be stopped. And it is such a poisonous idea. It's such a poisonous idea. And this is why our heroes don't have guns. That's why Batman doesn't carry a gun. Because it's a poisonous idea for this extrajudicial assassinations and, and, and by, by people like the Punisher. And it, and, and it bleeds into our culture. You know, and that what's-his-face was standing by one of the the cop flags with the Punisher's thing on. That's there. like a thing. No, that's like a thing with with law enforcement. Yeah, it's a thing, and it's just like right. you. If they knew anything about the Punisher at all, they would know he's like not. He's very anti law enforcement. And the creator Jerry Conway. Conway, what's his? What's the creator of the Punisher? Really quick, Anthony Jerry Conway. I'm not sure. Con- Conway. Look it up. Look it up for me. Sorry, this dude who created the Punisher saying, "Listen, cops, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not the thing." And Jerry, they even Jerry had Conway, Punisher. Yeah. Got Jerry Conway. And even even Punisher in a comic book goes to a cop and goes, listen, no, we're not alike. You took a vow. You're not that, you know, Bubba, you know, and, and, and Here, it's a ho- whole hold thing. On, hold on, T. Wait, if you search the Punisher creator, the first story that comes up, this is the headline. Punisher creator Jerry Conway, cops using the skull logo are like people using the Confederate flag. That's the first story that comes up. <laughs> so, 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 do you think the yeah, peacemaker? Yeah, yeah. Do you think the peacemaker, if if the character is 
misinterpreted that is like to that degree do you think he would end up being like a new kind of symbol for that sort of thing or peace at any cost I'm, I'm not saying specifically for this character i'm saying in more generalized terms right what really is a hero yeah you know what really is a hero right um and i won't get into it and i won't get all kind of mushy and sorry i'm getting all serious and not jokey but, but but that's an interesting point, I though, was T, looking, because in a movie full of villains, they kind of got to give you somebody to root for, right? Yeah, and I'm right. sure I'm sure the the peacemaker. So you give sees, them redemption arcs. I'm sure the peacemaker right. sees himself as the, as the hero. I'm sure he sees himself as the kind of person that does the right thing, and none of them are are about doing the right thing. They're just into it to get their sentence reduced. But survive, right? But then, like, they have that moment where Amanda Waller says, uh, you did your mission, everything else that happens with the starfish is not our problem. They have that moment to choose whether they can just go home and get their senses reduced or they can stay and do the right thing and save the people. And they made their choice. They made their choice knowing so, very well it could have gotten them killed. Right. And that was fine at the end. I'm talking about second act. Late first act, early second act, where they're in the the freedom fighter thing, and they're just indiscriminately killing people washing dishes, and and it's and it's played for a joke. Boom, 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 boom. And you know what? That kind of also with James Gunn, and I love James Gunn. If you're listening, James Gunn, I love you. In Guardians of the Galaxy two, was it two? When Yondu was just killing every single person on the on the ship. And it was orchestrated as it was a thing. And we were put in the position to... Well, you, you, you know those are the bad guys. To, that to sell, because you saw them beating up Groot and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, right, right. So, so, so every single person on the ship, right? Every, every sing, you know, all these people who have been abused and they can't get out of that system, they can't get out of the gang. It's, it's kind of like, again, I go back to Bad Boys 2... Where they're like, oh, that's where the drug dealers live. And they drive the, uh, the Humvee over those kind of things. You know, and that, and that, you know, I'm sorry, we were supposed to, t- sorry, I'm getting so deep into this because we were supposed to talk about, you know, uh, uh, the destabilization of governments in South America for 200 years, right? In, in, in the thing, what they, they brought up as a good point. But I have a concern about these kind of films where, you know, they, it would have been okay if karma came to think I, my concern is, and I like John Senna, I like the character. I like these things. My concern is how is this going to be handled in, in the show that's coming up? Cause he was the bad guy, right? He was a bad guy. He represented, he was the boots on the ground of the baddest bad guys in the film. He was kind of like, the, he was kind of like the twist in the third act where he, you didn't expect him to, right. to, Right, and, I, and I think that brings up your point from earlier, T, why he was this and why he was that. I think they wanted to set that up so you didn't expect him to really turn on everybody, basically. And I was disturbed that killing all those people were played as a joke. How can my step, 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 step? I, you know, it, I think they crossed the line there. Well, I, And I'm only articulating this in my head right now. I really didn't really kind of think about it, but I was articulating this in my head. As we went on. Well, here's the thing. With villains, there's not really necessarily a line to cross. With someone like Peacemaker, there's not really a line to cross. His line is the mission. 
And that's the thing. Like we we are right. saying, like you know, he he turned his back on the team, and he's just like, no, I'm here to do what I was told to do. And it was Rick Flag who was about right. to be a, a traitor, a whistleblower to the U.S. government, technically. Right. So depending on what side you're on, Rick Flag is the bad guy. But obviously, that's not what we're meant to think as the audience. We're meant to sympathize with with um with Rick Flagg and I was actually kind of upset at the end I mean I get why they did it I get why Idris Elba had to use the hard drive as like leverage um but I was like man this sucks that Rick Flagg was their friend but they're not gonna you know do what he wanted to do and and do the whole give give the hard drive to the press but it makes sense that the villains are pretty much going to be out for themselves and use what they have as blackmail. You know, Idris Elba's like, right. you're going to blackmail me? Well, now I blackmail you. So I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it works, but I'm also kind of like, man, I wish. Because there's a lot of people, no matter, you know, and I like John Senna and I, and I really love what he did through some videos he made about, diversity in the United States, religious diversity and what it means to be an American. And I, and I really like what he did because his audience is watchers of world-class wrestling, professional wrestling, professional, professional, professional wrestling. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to make a Woody Allen quote, but you know, when Max von Sydow was there and Hannah and her sisters and he's like, (laughs) he's like you know well think of the mind of the person who watches professional wrestling i know i've watched it when i was a kid you know i know it's jimmy superfly schnooker but you know what i mean it's it's so i'm concerned i guess because of john senna's audience and i know john senna's heart's in the right place i just don't think that people are thinking about thinking through What's going on, especially in this country when it's it's such a delicate time? I guess, but also like it is a James Gunn movie, and people were when a lot of people when they saw this, they were just like, "Oh, this is like if Troma made a superhero movie." I mean, obviously there's a Toxic Avenger that exists, but I mean, like if they made like a mainstream superhero movie because of all the gore mm-hmm. and because of the humor and because there was just like that. Like you said, like the line was crossed. There's a little bit of that where the line kind of is just like a little bit like pushing it. Do you think that the Suicide Squad had anywhere near the heart of the of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? No. I think it's there, um, but not quite. I think there's definitely some sort of things missing. And I think if if they had just thought to include like little moments... Like how I said, like if Idris had like that one moment where he regretted like the the mean things he said to his daughter, or if they let Polka Dot Man live out his superhero live. fantasy with let, let him live without him being killed off as a joke, because God, you have a character called Polka Dot Man. He's already a punchline. He's already a joke. Even when we meet him, they have Calendar Man Sean Gunn laugh at him. You know, so he's set up already as a punchline. So the way you do it is you play that character dead serious. You let him have his mm-hmm. moment. And they let him have his moment, and then they cut it short for a joke. And I was just like, ugh. 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 Very frustrating. Do you think part of the issue might be that the team was too big? That there were too many characters to service? Yes, because how many in Guardians is there? It's like five of them, 
and we were left with five at the end. And, and here's the thing. It's what are the, the, the five at the end, right? So what are the relationships between the people in that five group? That's It's not that too many characters. You have those five people because it's really a five-person movie, right? But what was Idris Elba's relationship no, but wait, to see, it's, it's more than five. King Shark? It's more than five. At, you the, have, end, right, you have at King the end, he survived? King Shark. King Shark. Which? King Shark. Polka Dot Man. Oh. Harley Quinn. Polka Idris Elba. Didn't he? No, he, but I mean... Right, before, when they're walking to fight Starro. Oh, okay. When that moment where they, the moment where they use the Force Luke moment where they stop and they go, no, we're going to do the good thing, okay. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. moment, those people right there. Okay, yeah, all right. right. King, King, Shark, King Shark, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, Rat Catcher, and who am I forgetting? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. So it's five of right. them. Right, five, right. And so so we're taking, that's the core of the thing. So what are their relationship, relationships? What's Harley Quinn's relationship to Ratcatcher? None. They didn't con- none. None. They, she thought that's, he- that's, her, that's, only, that's a- her only connection was the Rick Flag, yeah. which I thought they were gonna they were gonna ship the two of them as an item. Right. Right. It's the same problem in Star Wars. Right. That that you have this the the, the Star Wars sequels series where they're like a great group of friends who are trying to save the galaxy together, but Poe Dameron doesn't meet uh, Ray until the end of the second movie. So. What's, you know, what's that thing that's going on there um, is that they don't have relationships to each other. The only relationship is Idris Elba and Ratcatcher. Yep. What's Polka Dot Man's relationship to Harley Quinn? You know, what's, you know, it, it's like well, the kind of thing that... They even make a joke you, about that earlier in the movie the with end, Milton, right? The bus driver. Yeah. She was like, who's Milton? And at the end, she thought um, Bloodsport's name was, was Milton. She doesn't know who right, these people right. are, really. Now she does. Like, obviously, like, you know, they, they you know, built a thing together where they survived a, a huge attack. But still, like, they didn't but get a chance. But then there's those so. moments in Guardians of the Galaxy when you're sitting there in the, in the cockpit of the ship and they're doing their best Star Wars imitation. And they're all talking. And you know how every, what you know what every character thinks about every other character in that scene. Because it's a character piece, right? This is more of, you know, showing how people can do some cool shit and really not, like, uh, really not about the interaction of human beings, right? Or character, right? No, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired. No, no. I I'm, like I'm... this movie. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I did. I, I did. I just... I, I came in expecting more. I came in expecting it to have more heart. I mean, because I think they, no. they put all the heart inside of Ratcatcher. S- Sebastian. And she's, she's cardboard cutout. High pixie dream girl. I didn't get anything from that. Well, I don't think she's necessarily a pixie dream girl, but she's definitely like, oh, here I am, the sympathetic female character who's here to show you know, blood sport, maybe you are a father after all, you know, that's pretty much it. And I didn't, I didn't like the actress so much either. I know a lot of our, you know, people in Iron Man will probably love her because, you know, she's a Portuguese actress and I think this is her first American movie, but I was just kind of like, I don't know if I like you. <laughs> like, I mean, I, she, I, the actress was fine. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. You that's know, what I'm I, saying. She's fine. You know, but I, I don't think She's it's her great. fault. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame the actress. 
You know what I mean? I think it's the story. Uh, right. Uh, Ariana, you just said she's not great. I don't think it's her. You think it's you the material? I, mean? I think it's the material, maybe the, the, the direction. I don't know. Because to me, she was good. You know, like I, th- I think maybe because she kind of just felt like the kind of character who's there to give Idris Elba a purpose. Yeah, surrogate daughter, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, but and they but have she, the rat. She's also know. the one who kind of saved the day too, right? With with the rats and all that kind of stuff. It was a rat. Because the rats machina. really, the rats really kill, right? Rat et machina. That's what I call it because it's just like, oh, how convenient. There's a bajillion rats on Corto Maltese. And they all eat thing alive. And it's just like, so you didn't even need the rest of the team. She just could have used her little rat wand and, <laughs> and rat beat wand. Starro by herself. <laughs> it was a rat wand. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> so that's that's my take on, on Rat Catcher 2. Even though I thought the line they had with Taika, they brought Taika in just to deliver that one line. Um, I thought it was okay. It was a little schmaltzy. What was the line? That the rat is the most despised of all creatures, but if it has a purpose, we all do. Something like that. Oh, yeah. That's when they were talking on, like, the little tower or whatever. Yeah. Right. Side note. Did you see Kate, uh, Kate and I watched... Uh, my what's, wife? What's, uh, Jeremy Renner's... Je- Je- my wife. Jeremy Renner's... Uh, Music music video. We watched it together. Black Widow. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Tycho was in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot who I was watching with it. I'm sorry. It I never remember. I'm, <laughs> it was awful. And Tyka's there in like, what was he like? Tyka really did suit? him a hard favor. Like, really. <laughs> the funniest thing is like, I and saw, I was like scrolling through like TikTok and it was like, oh, here are celebrities that you don't know have a singing career. One of them was Jeremy Renner. And I was just like, oh, God, it's that song. And all the comments are like, no, wait, this is actually like good. Like, Jeremy Renner's like really good. And I was like, what's wrong with all of you? Like, are all of you okay? <laughs> like, is so, like, who's kidnapped and, and like held you hostage? Like, what has Jeremy Renner done for you that you're just like, oh, no, it's great. And I'm just like, please. Like, at least Taika, I understand. Like, that's his friend. Like, if you have a friend, even if they suck, you know, you kind of like support them a little. But, like, none of those people owe Jeremy Renner anything. There's no reason for them to lie like that. Anyway, sorry about that tangent. <laughs> All right. And to change the subject, how about John Cena, like, stole the Peacemaker costume and is just walking around wearing it everywhere that he goes? What? Is that true? That? No. <laughs> that helmet yeah, they- can't be comfortable. It looks so stupid. I don't understand why the Peacemaker looks like that. Like, I like how they made fun of it and they called it, they called it a toilet seat. Yeah, he, he actually, like, wore it to the premiere. So, but it, it was, it was Bloodsport who said it looked like a toilet seat, but Bloodsport's cleaning toilets and they're, like, shiny and chrome. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not a toilet seat, it's a symbol for freedom, which I don't understand either. I don't understand how that's a symbol for freedom. It looks like the old Ant-Man helmet. Yeah. And it does, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was great that they went with the original comic book design, no matter how stupid it was. You yeah. know, I thought that was well, good. Well, it's perfect for this type of movie. For the, you know, how ridiculous the character is, you know. So. I did like Nathan, Nathan Fillion as the detachable kid. He was very and, funny. Uh, his movements the, the, were The bit funny. with him with his arms just slapping around. I thought it was pretty good. And his arms are, like, super slow. And I loved Harley's reaction. Like, Harley's reaction was very, like, appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we'll, we're going to get 
another Suicide Squad? Do you think they'll bring James Gunn back or, or, because I heard like rumors, like something like that, like somebody said, well, like th- they said he can his relationship with DC is not over, or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, and he um, retweeted that and put like eye emojis, so it's kind of like maybe a passive confirmation. Well, I I know he wrote Peacemaker the the series. I think they filmed oh, right. it already. And he right? directed. He directed yeah, the first few episodes. He directed out, like, few next episodes. Month? Okay, I think so. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know it had a release date. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's going to go make soon. Guardians, right? He's going to go make Guardians, and then I guess once his Marvel fulfillment is done, he's going to go back to DC. This is what I think happened: the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad. It was rushed into production. It was like, hey, I got an idea. He just threw spaghetti on wall, saw what stick. And a lot of it stuck and a lot of it didn't. And they were like, we have money. We need to keep on going. What do you, what else can you do, James Gunn? Let's do a streaming series. All right, sure. James Gunn's like, I'll write it. And James Gunn probably crapped out that, that, that script, you know, well, in a J- month. John Cena was on. He did a big hand in John Cena was on the, the Nerdist. Well, I keep calling him the Nerdist. It's the ID10T with, with Chris Hardwick. And I listened to the interview and he basically said, like, James Gunn just wrote this and said, hey, are you free? He's like, yeah, why? He goes, oh, I wrote a Peacemaker series. You want to do it? He's like, yeah, of course. And basically that's how it kind of came about. Right. I'm wrong. The series is coming out next year, not next month. <laughs> I was I Next was, month, I was, next year, it's all going to blend together. Set to premiere in January 2022. <laughs> all right, so yeah, next, next month. Right. But uh, I don't know. So anything else? I mean, it was it was go go good. Go watch it. I mean, it's a it's a fun romp. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It's a little it's a little bit long and a little bit fractured. But let me ask you this: Do you think um, watching it at home on streaming is kind of what's the word like dampening your enjoyment of the movie? I think it'd be more fun in theaters for sure. Like with an audience. Like if if the three of us went and saw this in the movies and the people were reacting and and. It helps. Like, it, it definitely brings up a certain level of enjoyment with the movie. Because all the, you know, a lot of the jokes are really good. But if you're hearing somebody laugh at, like, a joke that maybe kind of falls flat for you, it's still kind of, like, you know, helps you react to it. gives you, like, a kind of, like, a moment of, like, and oh. And a laugh track, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's, like, a, a natural laugh track where it's just, like, oh, it's a genuine laugh right, from right, somebody. Right. It's not like and you get swept up in the audience's right. So here, let, let me ask you this then: Do you think this was better than Black Widow? No, I I, I think they're kind of the same. That, uh, that was going to be my my takeaway too. I'm, I, you know, I I enjoyed them. I'm glad they're out there and might watch them again. Um, but like it would, they were fine, you know. You I know think what I like Black Widow a bit more. To, to dedicate two two hours and change to this again, I think I'd rather watch something else. Right. And you know what? In in about three and a half hours, we can watch uh, uh, we can watch the next What If. That first episode of What If was banging. Wow! Look at that action sequences. <laughs> oh. Anything else to say in the Suicide Squad? No. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWorkCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. 
Also, subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Hola, 3.3.0. ¿Cómo estás, 3.0? What? You, still, you almost screwed it up again. <laughs> this podcast has been edited by 3.1. Oh, wait, that's 3.1. Oh, that's 3.1. No, I can't say not all podcasts. No, todos, no todos los podcastos es verdad. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway. Yo soy num num. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. Hola, 3.3.0. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás, 3.0? What? You, still, you almost screwed it up again. <laughs> this podcast has been edited by 3.1. Oh, wait, that's 3.1. That's 3.1. La gente en not no, I can't say not all podcasts. No todos, no todos los podcastos es verdad. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway. Yo soy Num Num. <laughs>